0: a
1: bunch
0: of witty banter. I got a the quick, but after the It's just Cadells. Be doop beep boop. Pepo pop pop pepop. Pero Oh, welcome back to another episode of Witty Banter, episode number 112. My name is Max? I am your host this evening. Of course, as always, I am joined by just two of the most well-respected, loved friends anybody could ever ask for. To my left, an arrogant piece of shit, Hunter Dorsett. Man, that reminds
2: me of. I was thinking the other day. In eighth grade, I had uh, my history teacher pull three of us King out of the world, man. Yeah, pull of us out of the classroom and gave us like the the two of the three that weren't me. She gave him like specific things that they were doing wrong. And then to me, she was just like, and you, <laughs> you just walk around like you're the king of the world. And I'm I like, I, so you fucking hate I me. Is that what you're saying, you dick?
0: I think I remember that because I remember being like, "That's I don't really feel that from Hunter at all. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I
2: think I had a little chest puff when I was in eighth grade. Yeah. I thought, I mean, Your it was a goodness, great year. Yeah. Everyone knows it was a great year. <laughs> yeah, it was a
3: prime,
0: I mean, of my that chest was the life. year that
3: all three of us peaked. So yeah, oh for
0: sure. man, yeah, it's very true. Uh, but to my right, and then also forward, and then through a computer screen, and then 2,000 miles away, <laughs> uh, the wonderful. Chase Williams, how are you, sir?
3: Washington, Washington, six foot seven, weighs a fucking ton. Opponents beware! Opponents beware! He's He's coming! coming. He's He's coming! coming.
0: He's He's coming! coming. Was Washington really six foot seven? He's He's made out of radiation, dude. Yeah, Uh, I know that, but anyway, guys, thank you again for joining us here uh, this wonderful Wednesday evening. How is everybody doing so far?
1: Doing
2: good, man. Having a good week.
0: Chilling, keeping it real. Yeah. Tired, righteous, righteous. tired, yeah. long yep. day grinding at the office, sir.
3: Oh, you know, just putting in the work, pushing pencils and fucking stamping cards. <laughs> That's what be you the do. Last
2: person pushing pencils. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Hunter's like, hold on, fuck you, dude. You think you've pushed a fucking pencil? Come to my job. Come see me. I'm pushing uh, pencils all fucking of that, day. I did
2: get uh, my little license card for my CPA. So it yeah. says like Hunter Strad Dorses. Certified public accountant on it, so now I can like flash that at fucking people. Nice with disrespect.
0: What you fucking say, dude? Read this fucking card. I'm a goddamn accountant. And then they
3: bring their card out, and it turns into a card battle.
0: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> classic American psycho style. You look at it, and you're like the lettering, eggshell, and you just have a panic attack. The accounto planeswalker. Um,
2: but yeah, so that's that's kind of cool. Now I could just say if I want to be a douche, I could say. Hunter Dorsett CPA. Anytime, <laughs> anytime I announce myself, but yeah. I'm not going to do that because. <laughs> no, I'll quite.
0: give it a year, Hunter. <laughs> <it a> yeah, <laughs> you got it, man. You'll never do that for sure, <laughs> oh, man. But something that we always do on yep. the show is drink a little bit of brujas, a little few brew daddies. The little brew dooskies. we're all bringing something a little, little different to the table. I know, Hunter, you got a pretty cool looking one Yeah, over there, which is important. Looks are 90% of what I like about things.
2: Yeah, it has like a, a <laughs> white and black can. It's like a black top, which is intriguing, and then it has a little red scroll on it. But this, uh, this beer is from Black Pew Brewing, which is out of Porter, Texas. And it is the Blue Testament American Pilsner. It's 5.5% alcohol by volume. And on the top, it just says, drink like a saint. So it's a pretty good saint? I think that's the black well, pew. Well, who's drinking it? I think that's, uh, I don't know. I mean, but. a pew is what you sit in in a church. Yeah. So they're making it a religious affair, I
0: think. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's the Blue Testament, so it belongs to a saint, right? I don't know how religion works. So, yeah. Right? <laughs> That's so the key. Then the, it does yeah. a god. Gotcha. <laughs> um, Zing.
2: But yeah, I had my first little sip. It's pretty good. Not bad. I'll do give it so I'll well. give a little more shakedown after half. Yeah,
0: pretty good. Uh, 10 out of 10. What do you guys
2: bringing? I know, I see you're bringing a little, uh, I'm little sticking, of the same, a little different.
0: I'm sticking to a theme here. I see it. I think I might do something like that okay. in the coming months as well. Maybe have a month with a specific brewery. This one, not necessarily known as the craftiest of, of beers, mm-hmm. but still a Texan staple. I'm back again with another Shiner beer. All right, because I've noticed that ever since this whole craft hoo-ha has <laughs> yeah. been coming out. <laughs> they have, the, they yeah, have
2: flexed their muscles. Some bit. of
0: the other bigger companies said, hey, I can make wacky eccentric beers like that. I can make colorful, creative designs and logos on my beers. Fucking watch me. Mm-hmm. And uh, Shiner's done just that. And they said, I'm going to make an IPA of our own. Okay? So I'm drinking the Shiner Wicked Ram IPA. All it's right. got a
2: big nug with some ram horns it on is it, a, which is nice. Yeah, man, that's pretty uh, good. You got to cool. just
0: love the nugs. And it says smoke the ram on top, so that's pretty Oh wow. Cool. Oh, no, wow. I'm just kidding. I'm not kidding. Even that does not say just that. Like, I was just completely kidding. blatant <laughs> about nugs. <laughs> no, just joking. Like smoke the ram. It does say this ram will let you and then on the other side grab one by the horns, which I oh, think is Oh my very god. seductive, so. I'm going to try it out here a little bit so far. That's awful. Yeah. Pretty
2: good. Dude, so they also, on the, on the one, that I was looking at what Max brought over last week on the bottle. Um, on the back, they have, it's like cheers and proceed, which have you heard of proceed instead of prost? Prost okay. Because, like, I looked it up, and everyone was like, yeah, that's kind of, like, old and outdated, and no one really uses that anymore. I'm
3: pretty sure it comes from Sfabisch, which is a di- one of the, it's like, 16 German dialects that's down in, I think, southwestern Bayern, and, like... With their dialect, like with German dialects, even if you speak German, it's like you have to know the dialect or you probably won't even be able to understand them. Hmm.
2: But I just know that, like, I just always knew it was Prost and I was like, what the fuck are you doing, Shiner?
1: (laughs) God
3: damn it. So I guess I was
2: a little wrong. But I mean, still, like, Prost, I think, is probably the more common one. But still. What do you got, Chase? Yeah, what
0: are you drinking over there? All right.
3: I am drinking the Stone Ripper from Stone Brewery. Hmm. Uh, This is their San Diego Pale Ale. And it says on the can, a rip and swell of juicy hops. And it's 5.7% alcohol by volume. Um, I went to their brewery two weeks ago and sampled their fares. Stone, really,
2: Stone is in San Diego?
3: Yeah. I born, did not know b- that. B- born and bred. Um, so they got their main, their main breweries up here. And we went... Uh, and it's just like one of those things where when you go to like a good brewery and you're just you're sampling all their beers and you I had that moment where I, I kind of noticed why they're as popular as they are. You know, it's like, uh, yes, these these guys are clearly some of the best beer makers out there because everything I had was just unique, uniquely uniquely f- flavorful and just very satisfying or experimental in a fun way. Um, and this one, like it, it says juicy hops like it it's kind of crazy. It it. Tastes juicy to me Like hmm. it tastes like You're biting into A, a very ripe Fruit Almost um, hmm. So it's really good Just right Right off the bat You know Cool
0: Oh man
2: A little factoid I thought they were Out of Texas too I was getting a little Texas hubris
0: Yeah But no 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 Chase is uh, He's switched sides He's purely Californian beers He's got his theme. It's the San Diego theme Yeah San Diegian I like theme. it I like him embracing it Yeah go for it You know Change You know Be somebody different um, <laughs> Please But you know <laughs> <laughs> but you know what doesn't change on the show? What? Okay. We, <laughs> we, still, what is that? we still come every week with the hard hitting facts, news, games, top threes, whatever. You know? Your variety. It's a variety. I'm talking of about things, games,
3: right? dude, it wasn't until I listened back on last week's episode that I realized just how salty I got. Just how oh, you, you've oh, been in a
0: salt funk. You're a salty motherfucker. Yeah.
3: <laughs> well, no, that's not. Yeah. Hold on. Always, always the a <laughs> salami,
0: Chase. <laughs> yeah. But that's man, how you're cured.
3: Once I like, na- once I hit that first spelling and like, continue <laughs> to get. What I thought were way harder questions. I thought I was just playing it up for fun. <laughs> and
2: then you got then you owned like, with I might have fit, actually like, felt that way. Fipple instead of fitball. Futs. And,
0: yeah. Yo, that Futs. one. I feel bad about that one. Still. Yeah, you should. <laughs> I it tried to be this game, and I was like, Yo, dude. Take, take heed. Yeah. <laughs> but uh,
3: anyway, I didn't realize how serious I got until I listened back, and I was like, Damn, I was fucking, I was gunning. <laughs> oh man,
0: you need to you need to keep it serious because we've got a uh, we've got a loaded. A couple sections here today so before anything else let me just go ahead and tell you that this is witty banter
2: and i'll tell you
0: all right so normally you know we don't normally start the show strong you know (laughs)
1: it's
2: okay
0: but it's okay because the I've Max actually decided to bring, it in. to bring in my section of the Variety Show this You're time around. You're such a
3: douche, dude. Because,
0: <laughs> 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 oh, because for some strange reason, uh, I decided to not do a game this week. Uh, but don't fear, because I've brought something equally as entertaining, probably, maybe. Still hopefully. Gamey. Still very gamey, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, there's something very important going on this weekend, and that's actually going to be Evolution. A fighting game tournament. Mm-hmm. Arguably, actually, you know what? Not arguably, the biggest fighting game tournament of the year. Cool. Okay. And just a little breakdown. They've been happening since, I believe, 2002 was the first one, and they have blown up quite a bit to being a worldwide success uh, with entrants from all over the, uh, the planet. Be you cool know? if this
2: was the 15th anniversary. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think we'll I think it might that. be, don't quote me, yeah, we'll but check.
0: somewhere around there. Say, so, okay. uh, yeah. But uh, there's been a little bit of controversy going on with this tournament coming up. Um, normally, okay. it's pretty straightforward. You know, you got the game that's going to be headlining for sure. You got all the games that are like almost as good that are going to be right before it. And then you've got, you know, the subcategory games and niche games that are going on the day before. But this year, there's been a little bit of controversy going around because of a few different things. Okay. Uh, the first one being there's not nearly as many entrants at Evolution this year as there was last year. Wow, In right. general, right? Which is pretty wacky. Now there's a lot of things to consider. Okay? Last year was when 2 or was, was when uh, Street Fighter 5 came out. Okay. okay? Street Fighter 5 just hit the market not 2 maybe 3 months prior to Evolution. So there's hype there's hype for the game. There's also the game was new. So people probably thought, you know, this might be my chance to make a name for myself kind of thing. Okay. Infiltration said, nah, fuck Infiltration said, no, 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 no. That's not going to happen. He infiltrated. And- yeah, infiltrated our hearts and our bodies. Um, <laughs> but I wanted to kind of go down <laughs> each <number>. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wanted to go down each game uh, that's going to be at Evolution this year and compare the entrance that it has this year versus last year because it's not the same for everybody. Not every single game has fallen, right? Yeah, please do. Okay, cool. So the first game that I wanted to bring up would be uh, Tekken. Okay? So Tekken in 2016 had 550 entrants, right? Jesus. And you think, like, you know, that's a pretty good amount. It's Tekken. Uh, I'm not sure exactly which Tekken they were playing last year. I guess Tekken Tag 2. Or no, no, no. They were playing Tekken 7. It just wasn't out, it wasn't console released yet in uh, was it a the United beta States. Or something? Well, no, it was just out in uh, oh. Japan. Oh, okay, okay. So it wasn't released in America yet. But so they were. So Tekken 7 did have still 550 people that entered to play it. All, you know, most of them arguably didn't even have the game. Hmm. To play, right? They could it only. Had, it play was probably
2: it. fairly new at that point, too, huh?
0: Well, I mean, it's just it had been out, just not in America. So, how are you going to play it?
2: How long had it been out?
0: Two years, I believe. Before no shit, I know it's really it weird. That long? It's really weird. Damn. Tekken Seven is a strange story. Okay, but this year they doubled down. There is now twelve hundred and seventy-eight, one thousand two hundred and seventy-eight entrants god damn tekken that's a good Seven, sign which is fucking raw yeah because tekken deserves it because yeah. you've heard me say it here on the show if you know me <laughs> in person tekken's a fucking solid game it's probably my favorite fighting game right now okay and it's fucking awesome so i'm very well, does that mean it's, it's that.
3: the most like competitive game you know what i mean is know, it, that's a good question is, in the sense that is it the most i don't want to say balanced but i don't know is there is it is it create the most competitive environment is it you know the best
0: mean? esport fighting game? You know what I mean?
2: Do, I mean like how much of the how much of the, the scale goes between it's well balanced and it's very competitive versus like it's also just fun to compete in. Like it's fun. I mean is, that, does that, play, is that different in different it's games? It's very different in every game.
0: Okay. You know what I mean? Like which games are the funnest versus which games are the uh yeah. you know, most competitive. Could be two different things. So then, you know, so Tekken's doing pretty good. Okay. Tekken's fine. Yeah. Uh, we can also swing over to Injustice, which is going to be at Evolution in this year, which is obvious. Keep in mind that Injustice 2, or in, this is comparing Injustice 2 to Injustice 1, which came out in 2000, I believe, like 13 or 2012. Okay. And so the last time Injustice was even in Evo was 2014. So hmm. the tournament was just generally smaller because they generally tend to grow every year. But in 2014, uh, Injustice had 313 Entrance and this year they have 883 entrants. Okay. So Injustice 2 is also looking That's pretty surprises me. Where is the half coming from? Jesus. Where is the what? I no. thought you were
2: saying that we had less people
0: this year. Well, hold on. Okay. These guys are doubling and tripling. Because these are the, these are the big games. Uh, another one to note is that KOF is also up by like 15 people or something. Yeah. KOF has yeah. gone from a last has seventeen people. <laughs> yeah, for real. Uh, KOF, the last time it was in Evolution was in also 2014 with 320 entrants, and this year it's got 375. So, uh, okay. you know what? KOF 14, not the prettiest looking game in the world. Uh, arguably not the best game in the yeah, world. Yeah, not either. even really that fun to play. But uh, yeah, Chase has his strong views about it. I don't hate it, but it's definitely not on my radar right now. All right, but now going over into a few other games that have come out. Let's take a look at the Smash community. So, so that's considered a fighting game? See, well, that, is that the question, Hunter? Hold on.
3: Let's go ahead and branch off because, Max, I know that you like, will give Smash shit in our group chat, and I often wonder if you're just playing it up. Yeah. But that actual reaction from Hunter, I think, perfectly frames the entire discussion.
0: Great, thank you. No, absolutely. Uh, When you look at Smash, what do you think it is? I mean... You are... You know what? Nintendo just hired you. They said sell this game to a proper demographic. And there's a category section. That you have to fill out. It's
2: essentially just like a character-driven sumo game. You just try and <laughs> knock them off the ledge. <laughs> well, you how know? many
0: character-driven sumo games are there to compare with? You might be putting yourself into a category that's.
2: I don't know. Nice. I mean, I don't. I don't. I can't think of a game that is comparable. Like, is seems a similar format.
0: Yeah, I mean. Is there? I mean, uh,
3: look, no, a lot it's, of people, it's a yeah. very singular uh, genre. Like it. Smash is Smash, you know what I mean?
2: I mean, it's, you know, you got your action, and they're hitting each other and doing damage. So I think I mean, the but it's...
3: title Brawler fits very well okay. into what it is. That's one that I like to, that, makes uh, sense. Mm-hmm.
0: that I could see. Like a 2D Brawler? Yeah. Um, but the fact is, is that whether you think it's a fighting game or not, the Smash community is a huge part of the FGC. Okay. Arguably makes up like half of it. You know, what version
2: at this point? I mean, oh, that's both. also
0: another good question because Melee, a very old version of Smash, is still primarily the most played competitive uh, Smash game. Okay. I mean, I don't know if it's the most compa- played, but it's definitely up there with Smash Four, which is the latest Smash. That okay. You could think, right? Okay. Uh, nobody gives a shit about Brawl, apparently. <laughs> Um, but you're right, Chase. I do like to talk shit about smash, but it's all in good fun because I yeah, do I was respect say, like, the community. Do you, do you mean it? Like, no, I don't. I think smash is a fucking cool game. I think it's fucking unique. I think it's a fighting game. You're it's fucking staple. competitive fighting each other. You yeah. know, there's, you know, if it's like, I don't, I don't see what's not a fighting game about it. You know, hmm. like it is a versus game where if you put it down to one versus one, it's even on like a fucking plane where you are both doing damage to the other person and trying to beat the other person, given the mechanics of the game.
2: Do you have Do you have it where you have a brawl scenario? We have like four four or five people playing or whatever,
3: or is have it? He never played Smash.
2: No, I just mean in a tournament setting, like.
0: Oh no, it's only one. It's one v one. One v one. They'll do doubles. That's kind of strange. There, there are, they'll doubles. They'll do doubles yeah. and doubles oh. is.
2: Doubles is sick I bet that is fun, actually very dude. fun to watch. That's cool. They're, they're, See, yeah, I can get s- into watching that. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I've seen clips where it's like one teammate will do some sort of throw, and then right uh, halfway across the map, the other dude's already winding up from some spike and we will just <laughs> drill him into the, the yeah. ground. It's it's awesome.
0: That's sick, and I wish there was more of that in fighting games, dude. Yeah, like a little double team. Oh man, like imagine MK9, dude. Dude, you and I. Oh man, if only they could bring MK9 back. Why was <laughs> there no two player? Oh my god. There Why, don't they no do Why don't they do that? Why do they
2: have doubles?
0: You know what, Hunter? They should. And there might be some sort of system like that in Dragon Ball, given maybe it's like a 3v3 kind of thing. That yeah, might that'd be, be, be something cool. cool. I don't know. Uh, but anyway, you guys think that Melee and Smash sounds pretty fun, right? Yeah. Well, you know who doesn't think it sounds pretty fun? Everyone else. Melee and Smash players. Uh, <laughs> at least not in Evolution. Uh, so we're going back for, for Melee in 2016. The numbers were 2,373. One of the biggest games there. Yeah. Right? Okay. Uh, this year, 1,435. Uh, oh. Almost 1,000 people drop off. 1,000 hmm. less entrants. I wonder if I want- that's a... Is just
2: a, a, a moving of the times, or if it's or if it's just a general like disinterest, or not at all, I also, dude. I, don't think I it's also definitely... wonder
3: how much uh, other tournaments cannibalize people's willingness to travel yet again for another competition because Evo is very important for like Street Fighter and stuff like that. Especially, mm-hmm. you know, it's like yeah. to win Evo is like winning the Super Bowl, right? Like it's it's like you get some you get a ring essentially that you'll have forever. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's the same with Smash and Evo, and yeah. I consi- consistently see Smash articles on gaming websites when there's big competitions throughout the year. So I wonder if there's just like a larger spread of competitive of a competitive uh, schedule that maybe has been introduced recently or something. I don't know. I think that?
0: that's exactly the case. That's exactly what's happened. Uh, Melee has gotten more tournaments this year to go to. There's more money in Smash in general. <laughs> and also just at Evo, like, dude, like, you know, I talk shit for fun against Smash in our group chat. That's all like Street Fighter and fucking Guilty Gear players and stuff. And that's because well, that's well, like a general gear player. player you know? right. <laughs> but, <laughs> Thanks for the clarification. But I'm just saying like, That is the general mentality, and I think that Evo is just not a place where there is, like, camaraderie. Like, I guarantee there can't be that many fucking people that are playing Smash and another game. Yeah. It's just not like that. You just don't cross over, and it's just two segregated communities within the FTC. Do you
2: think it's just because it's so driven with, like, the consoles of, like, Xbox and PS4, where it's like, is that the only
0: Nintendo game? No, dude, it's just the idea. It's just, like, what you just said earlier, which just is... Wait, that's a fighting is, game. Yeah, okay. That's what fighting game players say to Smash players all the fucking time, right? <laughs> they well, they
2: don't want to. They, they, they don't want to be inundated with that again this yeah. year. In a
0: very bullying tone,
3: you know. I, I honestly don't understand the constant what? necessity to want to put them down. You know, yeah, I don't get wow. that
0: either, man. It's really not the case, man. Hmm. Smash is cool. Let Smash in. We need them because it's the other half of the fucking FGC. Uh, but Smash Four is in the same spot. It's used to be. It was twenty six hundred and fifty six last year. Now Damn. it's fifteen. So uh, over fifteen thousand. and 15. 15, 15, Uh for that. So that's also really down. Um, other games, you know, not as important. NBC Three is back. Um, it's down a hundred people from last year, but that's kind of expected. The game's fucking old as shit, and it like scraped its way back in by donating enough money to charity it's to get Swan on to the Song, game. dude. Yeah, so that's cool. It's cool that it's. I'm cool that tell it's you what there.
3: I'm going to watch it, but I guarantee you, I'm not going to think it's very entertaining.
0: <laughs> really, I don't know, man. <laughs> it's There've fun been to some play, cool dude. But honestly, when
3: you watch like high level stuff, I. It's impressive to see people who can execute like one, like touch of death combos, but that's not fun to watch. And I don't think that's good competition, you know?
0: Yeah. Yes, this is true. Um, Guilty Gear is down, not by a whole lot, but I'm down about 80 people, which is weird because Rev yeah. 2 just I dropped. I thought they had a big
3: insurgence.
0: Uh, not in entrance. Uh, so it was 909. Last year and this year, it's going to be eight hundred and twenty-seven.
3: That's still a lot of people, though, which is good. It's a lot of
0: people for an anime game. For <clears throat> sure. I mean,
3: to be completely honest, every time I watch Evo top eights uh, for the last like couple years with Guilty Gear, it's like the same Japanese dudes. So it's like these. It's cl- I, like I, I truly think the Japanese class of players in Guilty Gear are just untouchable. You know, yeah. <laughs> and you can kind of go and and have your fun. It's Not but- even worth <laughs> <laughs> it's like we're it's all not just even waiting to, to, to see these up. gods duke it out.
0: You yeah. Know? We're all seeing we want to see Red just fucking destroy everybody.
3: It's fucking crazy how good they are, dude. Yeah.
0: Or if not in Guilty Gear, then in Blaze Blue, which is for some reason back at Evo. Because in 2014 there was a really sick grand finals that happened. It was amazing. And then three years later, they thought, hey, you know, it'd be weird if we just brought back that one game that had that one really <laughs> awesome grand finals and totally put it on a Sunday slot for no fucking reason. Really?
3: If, so what was with the grand finals? Was it like a... You've not, you monu- didn't see it?
0: You saw no, the I'm, 2014 one. Dude, you've seen it. We've talked about it. Blaze Blue's Blue? grand finals. They were fucking insane.
3: I don't remember this, but okay, I'll fucking take your word for it. I
0: homeboy mean. reset the bracket. It was just intense as fuck. It was awesome. Uh, anytime
3: anytime a bracket gets reset like Oh yeah. Dude, if you're not then. if you're not hoping that that happens <laughs> yeah.
0: then you're fucking up, dude. Yeah, dude, for real. Then you don't like entertainment. <laughs> um, but there you know Blaze Blue is down only 12 people, which is crazy because yeah. you know, the last time it was in it was in 2014, right? But everybody's kind of really up in arms about why Blaze Blue is even here because the game is really old. Uh, it's taking up a Sunday slot which is being held at Mandalay Bay. Yeah. And it's being and it's not even the very first game. It's after UMBC three, which I think is pretty crazy too. So, and a lot of people think that either Injustice or even Guilty Gear, the newer Arc Systems work game that just Rev Two just dropped a month ago, is still being played. Or the grand finals are still. Or the top eight is being played at four o'clock on Saturday. How many entrants are really,
3: right really? on Saturday? On
0: Saturday, Guilty Gear is playing. Fuck that dude. yeah, I knew you would get up in arms about that. Well, Chase. don't you want
2: to have some of the good ones not all on Sunday?
0: No, that's like, dude, no, there's a theory behind that because I want to talk about that. And that's because I do really want to people like I want for people to not think about Sunday being all day being the best spots to be because that's just like not true. You got to think about a festival.
2: Yeah, right. Like you have some great fucking shows that aren't the Sunday shot.
0: Yeah, it's just the later in time, dude. But that being said, Guilty Gear is still at four o'clock, which fucking sucks. But like I I would honestly say that being at eight o'clock at Saturday is better than being at fucking 10 a.m. on Sunday. Yeah, probably. that's what I would yeah. say. Yeah. I would rather my game Easy. be at eight o'clock on a Saturday than being prime time. On a Sunday. Dude, it doesn't matter. That being said, there is the fact that all the games on Sunday are being played in the Mandalay Bay Arena. Yeah, that's which is cool. fucking crazy. Yeah, so, I think it's all going to be televised. Mm. Everything on Sunday is going to be televised too, which might be right another issue. Not that I really give a shit about fighting games being on television because television <laughs> is going to die in fucking ten years anyway. So, <laughs> but still. Um, yeah, and then the last, the kicker here, Street Fighter Five, uh, last year, five thousand one hundred and two entrants. That's crazy. I and that is what insane. I always love
3: about like the difference between Capcom Cup and Evo is like in Capcom Cup, you have to earn your spot. You know, it's a mm-hmm. professionally driven tournament. Evo community run event, which is amazing. It's a yeah. massive event, all run by just community volunteers essentially, and. They keep the spirit of the arcade alive where anyone can walk in, anyone can challenge anyone. That's and great. you that you don't limit the number of entrants and you see who gets to the top. And when you have five thousand fucking people and how many matches that they actually have to takes
0: to be played.
3: Yeah. And like the extra dimension of skill it takes in a player to keep your focus and your endurance up that entire time, you know, and like to to enter top 8 in the winter side it's like yeah i fucking played like 30 dudes straight and i didn't lose a fucking set you know <laughs> that's insane
0: <laughs> that is disgusting what that means to get into fucking top 8 on the winter side that's insane it's very cool but it should be pretty easy this year because there's only 2600 playing. Mm. Oh my god. It dropped by half? 622 people will <laughs> <holy> be <laughs> playing. Holy shit. Cut that bad boy in half.
2: I mean, does it really surprise you that much, though?
3: Yeah, dude. By half, like... F-
2: is it that's the... Cr- that's the headliner, I guess?
0: That's the that's the number one game. That's the game. Yeah, that is the last play game of the tournament.
3: Hmm. Okay. That's Interesting. unbelievable, dude.
0: That's pretty wild, right? What yeah. does that
3: say about the state of the game?
0: That it's fucking dying?
2: But y'all have been saying that for the last <laughs> five or six episodes. <laughs> That's little, why I'm like,
3: how excited? So excited?" Two thousand six hundred yeah. people is by no means small, right?
0: Mm. And I think you said it's the biggest game, right? It's still the biggest game, and it's, it's still, still the biggest game by a, a thousand by people.
3: H- but a cut by half, I mean, in the fact that, like, not every game rose, it's not like those people filtered into other games. It's almost like those people just aren't even going to come
0: anymore. They're you know? done. They don't want to play anymore. They don't, like, dude, yeah, they, the game's just 50-50. It's fucking random. Well, Why I you mean, how,
2: couldn't it play into the whole, like, the establishment factor where you're like, well, the people who are fucking, they, they've been on tour, they've been tournamenting, like, well, all this I, but time. I, but like, I really
3: think uh, Street Fighter is one of the most open-ended games in that, I, I think, I think you have a better chance of winning that game than you would, like, this, the skill... As a new skill, player? Yeah, the skill threshold is much lower, so everyone becomes m- more even quicker, and everyone has a more even shot, I
0: think.
2: But right. still, I mean, maybe it's not that 2,600 so low. Maybe it's just that 5,000 was so much last year.
0: That is very true, too. Because, like,
2: if, what, is that five
0: times more, four times more than any other game last year? Yeah, I mean, roughly around there. I mean, I don't think... Well... You had games like Smash that were at twenty six hundred. Okay, and we're at higher than Street Fighter Five is this year, last year. Yeah, which is something to consider. Wow, not that Smash is that big now, but like this just shows that like they were just as invested in Street Fighter Five as we are now. You know what I mean? And that's mm-hmm. divided amongst two games. Probably most of those people were also getting off their fucking games and walking right over to the melee section and playing that game too, <laughs> competitively. Yeah. Um, Interesting. Though. I don't
3: really know what that says as much as I'm just sort of in awe of the statistic, you know? Yeah.
0: It's, I mean, yeah.
3: Max, how much do you play and practice Street Fighter nowadays?
0: Um, relatively recently, I picked it back up just to play Ed and just to fart around with him. But, dude, with the other games that are out, I've had no desire to, like, practice Street Fighter Five.
3: I played Street Fighter Five yesterday for the first time in a while, and I was like, fuck this. <laughs> like, <laughs>
0: <laughs> it is true. I mean, there are other games out there to play. Uh, that being said, man, do you think that next year it is possible at all for there to be a different headliner? Given the Dragon Ball Z Fighters is going to be out.
3: Oh, wait, real quick, quick aside. Aren't they doing a? a yeah, they're uh, doing a little baby like tournament. A
0: they're doing, they're a, doing tournament.
3: a tournament for Dragon for Ball Fighter Z. What? Yeah. It's, it's like an invitational, right? They're inviting mm-hmm. like a certain group of pros Action. to, and there and it's a limited cast. It's like how, however many characters mm-hmm. they have in the game now. It's probably not even going to be a final indication of how those characters play, but they're going to allow. Uh, They're gonna have a tournament and dude, you know what that fucking tells me more than anything is just how dialed into the competitive Mm -hmm. scene Arc system works want this wants this game to be something that we haven't brought up yet And I was hoping we would do some sort of like DBZ recap at some point Which I'm sure we will in the future, but a producer has said uh, like quoted in an article We are going after the esports scene like to me It sounds like they want to be the top dog in uh tournament settings they want people playing their game competitively and i think this is their first first foot forward in that line of thinking and it's just one more fucking checkbox to click on when literally considering that this game was like made for us
0: you know what yeah. i mean absolutely dude like i really do honestly believe that next year the headlining game at evolution will be dragon ball z fighters fighter z that
2: would be fucking cool
0: i just think it will be i think that enough people are interested to play it everyone you'll get the numbers dude. literally everyone everybody who's playing these other games wants yes. to play dragon ball fighter z which means that the numbers are going to fucking be there and on top of that there's going to be extra shitting on street fighter 5
1: <laughs> and Street yes. V
0: will still be number <laughs> two not that i fucking hate street fighter 5 i mean you can talk to me in the group chat i'm actually probably the mo- the biggest Proponent, other than maybe Cole for Street Fighter Five, dude, Cole's on a tear. But
3: let me ask you this: like, is there anything Street Fighter can do within, like, let's say, balance pat balance patch three, January Mm -hmm. of next year? And they say we're fucking everything's out the door. One frame links are back. We're changing a bunch of shit. Do you think there is hope for them to give it like one last hurrah and try to make this game? appeal and, like, make up the ground that they've lost?
0: Absolutely. I think that all they have to do is just say, hey, look, season three is coming out. We've overhauled the system. Um, we've made it, like, I don't know what they can do exactly, but just do it to where one-frame links are, like, something, high. I mean, it doesn't have to be one-frame links. I think just we've added this element to the game to add for higher combo diversity, because mm-hmm. that's one thing, that people are kind of getting bored with the game. Yeah, um, And we're also putting six nostalgic characters back in the game. We're putting Sagat. We're putting Sakura. We're putting all these characters Makoto. that everybody Makoto. We're putting all the characters that people want in the God, game. God, Makoto's
3: so cool. And man. honestly, I the second Sagat's that fucking happens, cool. I'm
0: gonna be like, all right. So how much is the fucking DLC? Because I'm gonna fucking buy it and I'm gonna fucking play it. Yeah. And
3: the thing is, is like we just don't know what the nature of the code base is for that game. Like, there's very well stuffed. I bet they can't change. You know, like there's oh, there's gonna be limitations in there. But I mean, even playing yesterday. I did something that was unsafe with Ryu, and I instantly wanted to spend my V-meter to, like, cancel and, and, and make mm-hmm. it safe, you know? And I was like, God, I wish, like, this game, like, had more—I wish Ship I like could that. do more stuff in there, you know? Like, I don't know.
0: Yeah, I mean, what they ended up doing is they ended up taking an FADC, which gave you, like, endless varieties in Street Fighter Four for combos, and with, like, endless dexterity. And then they made it easier, and then you could only do it one time around, essentially. Yeah. with fucking and, and,
3: and a lot of characters can't like you
0: can't yeah and most of them fucking can it, or in you might have to sacrifice that option for V reversals which yeah. i think fucking sucks so i think there needs to be some overhaul in the system in that way and they can easily save it dude honestly but just is the it coming the like subject.
3: like even even if they know that that's what they need to do like what like how big is that team truly because when i see the state of the game and where the focus lies in their development i i I truly wonder what the size of that team is and, like, how much resources Capcom, like, devotes to it because I I kind of wonder if the business reality of what the budget of that team is just means, like, yeah, we wish we could do all this, but we can't and nothing's going to change. You know, we're going to just keep giving you stages and costumes, essentially, but...
0: Well, there was, I mean, everybody already knows that the online system was designed by a single man, so (laughs) that makes sense. Yeah,
3: but that doesn't exactly, like, mean... that, That... I don't
0: know, you can... That's a one-person job?
3: Well, that, not, not exactly. It's just sometimes you have a fucking badass who can code like you've never seen, and he's like, yeah, I'll build you this shit, you yeah. know? Yeah,
0: yeah. Who knows, well, if bro. only they had hired him, that would have been cool. But I'm, exci- <laughs> I'm
2: excited. <laughs> I'm excited about this Invitational. I wasn't aware of that.
3: Yeah, Yeah, I know. We got to figure out when that comes on and how to watch it, dude, yeah. because I need as much
0: footage of that <laughs> yeah, dude, for real. Uh, I don't know if it's an Invitational. I think it was like... You could, there was, there's four pools, two of them you could get onto online and maybe there was some sort of like, there were people that were like invited to make sure that they could play. And then I know that there's also, uh, just two more pools that are first come first serve at Evo. So I'm sure that's going to be, you can either sacrifice your entire weekend to maybe play Street Fighter or maybe play Dragon Ball Z I would. or not. Would you really?
3: Yeah. <laughs> would you seriously? I don't we'll know. Go play that
0: game, dude. That's like a, yeah, you'd have to sit out that. You'd have to get there. You probably have to be there right now.
3: Uh, Max. <laughs> you know me and Lions, <laughs> That's dude?
0: Yeah, it's true. Don't. It's very challenge true. Jason the Lions. Yeah. Jason
2: freaking patience to do whatever he wants to do. This is
0: true. <laughs> like, and like, we all just follow like milkshake. sheep. <laughs> and we're all like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess night. we're going there. But I just wanted to do that. I'm really excited about this weekend uh, for multiple reasons. Should be fun. And, uh, I'll probably end up talking a little bit about it next week just yeah. about what happens. But we should consider doing
2: about? a little, uh, little cast or something we could do a little uh little mini cast yeah
3: yeah maybe something like that'd be kind of
2: cool i don't know maybe not be on standby listeners yeah
0: hey we're not promising anything just look at your phones from now (laughs) until like tuesday tomorrow (laughs) constantly refresh yeah uh anyway enough about video games let's talk about something real maybe i don't really know what your story is about hunter but I'm want to bring that to the table so I'm bringing... This is an adage back to the
2: very first beginning days of Witty Banner where we would put out like 12 news sections in a given episode. I don't know how we did it, dude. We were quick. We, were, we, we, we ripped times. Through. But this is going to be quick fire news. <laughs> quick fire news. Pa, I love this. And yeah, I'm just going to try and keep it, keep it pretty quick. Um... Just a little in and out things. Also, um, Chase and I were were jostling around with the idea of um, I was listening to our show on 1.5 times speed, and it was actually kind of nice. Um, and <laughs> so, it was I over actually, faster? if you're listening on an app that allows you to do that, where you can up the speed, I know the the podcast app on uh, iOS allows you to. Go ahead, look at your phone, look at your app, put it on 1.5. And dial in. If you want to get really adventurous, you can go two times. But I find that to be a little choppier. It's hard to make out what people say. I think 1.5 is a really nice update for the, qu-
0: for the quick fire news. It'll be perfect All for right. this section. Cool. See how much we can learn in the next 10, yeah. 15 minutes-ish.
2: Absolutely. Okay, so the first one comes from Eater.com chipotle rolls out queso at new york city test kitchen
0: too late
3: chipotle. Yeah, nice get dry get chipotle late. mr get chipotle put. chase mr queso dude, I haven't chase had are you kidding me since i was in austin dude
2: i know but i mean like okay look as far as burritos go like this is the one thing that has kept me from going to chipotle regularly
0: this queso
2: is the fact that they don't have queso <laughs> Like fucking every burrito place has queso. Why doesn't they have it? Are you Kidding me? Well, they kind of covered in this article. Okay, it's yeah, okay, on Monday. Please. Chipotle execs showed off the highly anticipated hot cheese dip and a few other all new menu items. Yeah,
3: that's what it's called. At Great. The,
2: it's called like, it's called like good, good something like genuine. So I don't know. But it says um, this was at like a Chipotle next kitchen in New York City, which is basically like a test spot. Um, they held off. This is this is one something I thought was interesting. They held off serving the queso because it is uh, long claimed that it's too difficult to make the stuff, as it's thousands of restaurants without artificial flavors, preservatives, and other additives. Yeah. Which, the but comp-
3: as the quality standards of Chipotle have continued to decline, <laughs> we're ready to jump right in.
2: I guess that's the case. I mean, I don't, I'm not really sure. They did say earlier this year that Chipotle announced they had reduced the total number of ingredients on, used on its menu to 51 uh, with the launch of their reformulated tortillas. Um, but, I don't know. I'm going to go try it. Because, like, fuck. that's literally I love the queso. This the only thing, like, it's just ridiculous that you're going to go to a place that is primarily either Tex-Mex or Mexican with a burrito, and I can't put fucking queso on it. Come on.
0: That dude, it doesn't, it doesn't fucking matter. You're crazy. Who fucking cares I think cares it's too late, about
3: man. K-So. I think that they're they they're, they're three feet under. I can't believe that the I'm the
2: one that's excited about this, and you two badgers. Times have <laughs> changed, dude. Yeah, dude. Oh well, I guess so. The next one. This is from BattleForTheNet.com. Net neutrality fights back. Cool. On July 12th, which is today. Websites, internet users, and online communities will come together to sound the alarm about the FCC's attack on net neutrality. Sites from across the web will display a prominent alert on their homepage that shows the world what the web will look like without net neutrality. Neutrality. Essentially, every fucking website that's not AT&T, Verizon, are, are taking part of this. Some of the biggest sites, Amazon, Airbnb, Etsy, Kickstarter, Netflix, Twitter, Vimeo, Every porn site you Twitch. can imagine. <laughs> yeah, Twitch all did the it. Bandcamp, so Dropbox, Imgur, Twitch, BitTorrent. Um, Reddit, Facebook, and Google didn't do like this thing where it like redirects you, but they did make public messages uh, in support of net neutrality during the time. Uh, I was just going to drop that the first comment period for this ends on July 17th. So if you believe in net neutrality, which I, I personally, I mean what I've done and what I've researched and heard, Um, It sounds like something that I'm gonna be vying for. So go out there and get your voice heard. Y'all got anything about that?
3: I just, I mean, yeah, it's 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 really cool to watch uh, so many people get mobilized. Like it's the net neutrality thing getting defeated was such a great example of social capital and watching a bunch of people make a fucking difference. You know, it's like when people want to sit there and bitch about how whatever, you know, whatever one action they have isn't going to matter. It's like, okay, well, look at this very recent example of that not being the case, you know. So, yeah. I hope, I hope it, we're successful again.
2: Yeah. It's cool, like, how John Oliver has his hands so deep into it, too. Like, he's the one that's kind of leading the charge and people are actually fucking doing it. He gets, like, millions of people in on that yeah. train. Um, another one. Business Insider reports Chinese scientists just teleported an object into Earth's orbit for the first time. No way. So, it's not, it's not like uh, fucking Star Trek, like, mm, beam me up, Scotty. Uh, it's quantum teleportation, guys. Um, so, this is, this is how it reads, a little bit of it. Researchers in China successfully teleported a photon from Earth to a satellite orbiting more than 311 miles away. The group not only teleported the first object from the ground to orbit, but also created the first satellite to ground quantum network, smashing the record for the longest distance for which entanglement has been measured. And just to get a little background for those of you fucking peons that don't understand quantum entanglement. Yeah, which is everybody get on this edged. show and everybody book, listening, I guess. Dude. Maybe not Max Scott. Or Max Keller. Yeah,
0: no, maybe not me.
2: <laughs> maybe not Max Keller, but. Quantum teleportation relies on quantum entanglement, which is a situation in which one set of quantum objects, such as protons, form at the same instant and point in space. So, in this way, they share the same existence. You basically have two things that are the exact, the same object, but they're existing in two different locations. That um,
3: sounds fucking wild.
2: This shared existence continues even when the photons are separated, meaning a measurement on one immediately influences the state of the other regardless of the distance between them. So, basically, like, there's this uh, video that shows that any time that you try to measure um, something in the quantum realm, it automatically changes. It, like, can sense that it's being observed or measured. So quantum entanglement, the way that they can prove that this happened is they fucking were shooting these beams of photons, and they showed those beams of photons coming up on the satellite receiver 311 miles away, and then they observed it, and upon observation, it changed, and it changed up in the satellite, too. So that's how they were like, well, fuck, we just
0: teleported this shit. Damn.
3: Yeah, that's like...
0: That's all I got. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that's the future. It, it,
2: what, what it's pointing to me, it, it's become a trend of stuff that I've been reading as far as scientific advancement lately, is China is kicking ass. They're, they're leading the way on CRISPR, and I think it's because they probably have less ethical shit to probably have to deal with. They're probably just like, go ahead and like, do some of this shit, but yeah, cut their scientists are also just great. Like, they're just pushing ahead on so many different fronts scientifically that like, they're fucking leading the way.
3: Yeah, well freedom isn't free. I didn't think about that. Cause I have hefty fucking fee.
2: You know it ain't Chinese. <laughs> um, and the last one is just a little uh little bright spot at the end of the at the end of the day. Uh an ice block that's one trillion tons uh off is broken off of Antarctica and it's the size of the state of Delaware. Jesus um, Christ. Basically there is this like they have these shelves where there's like there are, there are cracks that are in the um, glaciers and shit there, in the, land ma- in the ice landmasses, and they have these little shells that kind of keep cracks from protruding farther and farther. Well, one of them broke through, and then like, immediately just broke through, and a glacier that's 620 feet deep, and I think it could fill in, like I think the quote was like, 40 million Olympic-sized pools worth of water. Um, broke off, and so now they're kind of just like, well, we don't know what the fuck that means, and we don't know if, like, other huge land masses are going to break through this shelf either. Um, that but, fucker's
3: just going to float out and crash into something.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, it just shows that the scientists just had a bunch of hooey-gooey, foo-foo magic shit, and they made climate, <laughs> yeah, they made climate science seem like a real thing. Yeah. <laughs> But that's it. That's, uh, that's, that's my quick fire news. It's four little uh, cannon fire. You got your queso. You got your quantum teleportation. You got the end of the world. And then you got whatever the other one was. And you're just. You're
0: <laughs> <laughs> if
2: I can't remember it, you, probably, you guys
0: probably You guys to probably too. <laughs> you're still thinking about the queso at Chipotle I'm, right I now. I can't
2: believe. I'm flabbergasted <laughs> that I'm the only one that gave a shit about that.
3: You don't, Uh, you you haven't taken the pulse of us, man, on on the case. I mean, on the Chipotle front, I'm telling you there, there was like, there was like a six month period in Austin where I was, I was noticing a quality decline. And -hmm. then I went to the one that was near our, most near our place in Nelray and I ordered like barbacoa and I pulled something out of my burrito (laughs) that almost, it was, so first of all, it was like a, it was like three square inches in size and this thing <laughs> like
1: huge.
3: was either like a fucking animal's ear or like a like a tendon like it was one of the like I was so grossed out that I basically like pulled it out spit it out threw everything in the trash and left and like blocked it out of my memory and never went back to pull <laughs> <You> it, <supposed laughs> it? I
0: haven't talked about it until just now dude it's very possible that that was something that grotesque because I mean, I'm that's serious, what I, mean I, is, I I can't explain it Barbacoa is just face meat Probably got a little bit of the nose. Probably got a little, little cartilage little bit. in that bitch. Yeah, man, they got some lips. You pulled out of there. <laughs> yeah, hey, I'll take a lip. <laughs> that f- yeah, that doesn't sound so bad. No, I can handle lips. <laughs> Your um, lips are fine. Yeah. Give me them lips. <laughs> I want them. Oh man, well that's uh, that's you know that's a lot to chew on. You know, <laughs> uh, nice little pun there. So let's chew on that you for a congratulate bit. Congratulate yourself. Yeah, thank you. Um, we will come back. Maybe revisit these beers. And I think Chase is a little bit of a uh, fun little segment for us afterwards. So see what that's all about. If you want to keep up with the show
3: After the microphones have turned off Be sure to follow us on social media By searching Witty Banter Show On Twitter and Instagram And liking us on Facebook Facebook.com slash Witty Banter Podcast
0: Want to steer the conversation Or be a part of the show? Just go on down to WittyBanterShow.com And leave us a suggestion for a beer Or a question for us to answer on the show
2: and if you like what we're doing and you want to support the cause, head on over to iTunes and leave a review and feel free to share it with your friends. Let's get back to it.
0: Beep, beep, beep.
3: Beep, beep, beep. Beep, beep, beep.
0: Very subdued, very gentle, very kind. Thank you, Chase. Very conversational. Gentle
3: Chase. I mean, of all the nicknames I've had, I think Gentle Chase has been the truest. Who I'm gave sure. you that one? No one. You guys did.
0: <laughs> no, I've never called you gentle you chase. Remember
3: I, you met me and like after about A day of knowing me you're like you're so I kind
0: I do remember saying that actually. I
3: think we should call you
0: gentle chase <laughs> And you said you know what I'm down for anything because I'm so nice
3: And I said if dude if that's the way you want to roll man You call me whatever you want like mm-hmm. and We've right been so calling gentle.
0: you we've been calling you Just about everything since so That makes yeah. sense uh, But well, anyway Back to the show We're drinking some beers here. Yeah. Sometimes it gets a little lost in the shuffle when we talk about queso and Evo numbers and things like that. But let's go back to those for a second. Let's ground this in reality. We're all drinking brujas here. What do we think? So for my Black
2: Pew Blue Testament American Pilsner, I'm really digging it. In fact, I don't know if I've had a Pilsner that I've liked this much. Um, It's like... More than the Pearl Snap. Um, yeah, I I think it's just a little... You get out of here, dude. Yeah, get off the fucking mic. Is the Pearl Snap an American Pilsner, like, it's a, a little yeah, it's heftier?
3: A, it, yep, so, Ameri- like, anytime you have American in front, it just means more hops.
2: Yeah, because I, I, I almost think that the Pearl Snap is a little hoppier than this. I think this is a little more succinct and, Um, and dare I say, straightforward. Um, But, yeah, it just sits really nice. It drinks really smooth, like... I've been purposefully letting on the brakes so that I could quaff the shit out of it at the end of it. Um, definitely a, a recommendable pilsner, uh, black pew at a porter. Porter, right? Yeah, Porter, Texas. Y'all are doing the fucking. <laughs> yeah. The, <laughs> yeah.
0: I have no idea. <laughs> Y'all
2: are doing the fucking thing, so I'm digging it. I'm really I have
0: it. no idea where Porter, Texas, is.
3: Seriously, dude.
0: Where's Porter, Texas? I don't know. Yeah, I didn't think you knew anything. Anyway. Yeah, but the question is, either. Max,
3: yeah. what year did Texas become <laughs> an independent country?
0: Um, <laughs> 1873? No.
2: 1886.
0: 1886? Yeah. No. <laughs> that's You realize that's after the Civil War, right? 1783 <laughs> Texas doesn't stop. exist at that yeah, point That's what I was going to say, I didn't want to go too far back 1823
2: uh, 1836 Fuck, dude, I was going to say that next March 2nd is independent day for Texas Oh, wow, 1836 Locked in That was on that copper beer that we had, right? The, I'll never forget 1836,
0: yeah Yeah, it's fantastic um, but arguably a more important beer company than that stupid beer with the made up numbers is going to be Shiner and I'm drinking the wicked ale right now. And let me tell you the wicked IPA. And let me tell you, it's pretty shallow. Yeah, it's pretty Shiner. <laughs> it's pretty much like they were like, you know, what makes an IPA is you just make a bitter beer. Yeah. And it just tastes like water with a lot of hops in it so far. Just that might be like the last one was water with coffee in it? Exactly. No, the last one was Shiner with coffee in it. <laughs> this one doesn't remind me of the Shiner lager as much. But no, it's it's not like as terrible as I'm describing, but it definitely feels like there's nothing more to this beer than the fact that it's just like super duper hoppy. It's pretty thin for how hoppy kinda it is. It's kind of like superficial. Yeah, it's very surface level. Okay. Okay, well... Yeah did not have any that back
2: end booty that we mm-hmm. talked about last mm-hmm. last
0: time. I thought that was uh yeah Chase's nickname was back end booty. <laughs> that was but also of one of them. Yeah, gentle back end booty.
3: Gentle booty is a fucking gentle
0: awesome. Booty? Name. Gentle booty.
3: Gentle <laughs> booty.
0: Gentle booty is a great name. <laughs> all right, Chase, what do you got going on yours?
3: This beer is fucking awesome, dude. It's just very flavorful, which. I tend to just find like one or two flavors in a beer and try to like hone in on them. This one just feels like it has a very robust offering, and it it's refreshing it's very it's a very refreshing beer um, and it's a pale ale. It goes down very easy. It's five point seven which is nothing to sneeze at yet I'm drinking them very quickly mm. and I just can't get it it almost feels fresh. It feels like a like a like a ripe fruit, like I said beforehand. Um, and every sip just goes down super easy. And I don't know, I lo- this 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 feels like it would be a fantastic go to beer. Where it was like, anytime I go to the store and I just need to put something in the fridge, this one would be a great one to always choose. You know.
2: You said juicy. I mean, is that is that like sans fruity? Like it's not fruity, right? It's just it's just juicy and ripe.
3: It's. It doesn't have any. I can't give you like a specific fruit. Almost fruity
2: kind of gives me a little bit of a negative twinge, with beers at least.
3: I don't know. It, it's yeah. I mean, do you like to eat fruit?
2: I like fruit. I don't like fruity beers though.
3: Okay. Well. <laughs> I, <don't laughs> I was know what just to curious because
2: you, you said you said it was juicy. I was curious at that if you were getting a, a like an actual fruity taste. I would
3: picture it. just biting into like a very ripe orange or a mandarin and getting and just having it ready to be eaten, and it just pops in your mouth, and you you, you got a big old bite, you got a big, <laughs> big old juicy bite. Mm.
0: The sensations. Well, I'm going to stop this weird conversation right there. <laughs> yeah, fucking help and me. And we're going to go. <laughs> we're going to go ahead and swing in it over to Chase's segment. Chase, you brought something to the table today. We decided to give you the closing spot. That's a lot of pressure. Don't let it get to your head. What's going on today?
3: Don't don't worry about it, my little (laughs) Borborigmus. It's farts barbecue. We're gonna do it.
0: We are all. Everyone has a little
3: bit of farts barbecue in them. This is gonna be a get to know your banners.
0: Hey, you there!
2: Shut your trap! Pipe it down! And get to know your banners.
3: Cause I just want to kind of ask you guys a question, and we, I think through answering it, uh, we can talk a little bit about ourselves, and the audience can get to know us a little bit more, and maybe even reflect on the question on their own. But Max, your birthday was pretty pretty recently. If you're listening to this on Friday, it was just a few days ago. Happy belated birthday. Yeah, 26 years old. Mm-hmm. And Hunter, you're going to be turning 26 on October 7th, and I'll be <laughs> following mm-hmm. in suit on December 9th. That's, a, that's, a, that's an age, in my opinion, that's getting up there, right? Like, it's, mm. it's, it's moving up. And I was just thinking about my 20s because that's sort of how we characterize our journey, you know, with by, by decade, by essentially. Decades, yeah. I want to know sort of how you guys feel about your 20s so far. I want to know how you think you've changed since being twenty. What is life like for you now since becoming 20? And then I also kind of want to talk about where you see yourself at the tail end of your 20s as well. Like, like what's next for you guys in a, in a bigger, broader sense. And, and we don't have to talk about like, you know, oh, I want to own a house or maybe get married, that kind of stuff. More of just like personally, personal goals, what's in the future and where have you come from? And what do you think now, you know? Hm.
0: Well, I'd like to start it off by saying I'm 26 now, which means I got booted off of my parents' insurance and now have to have my own insurance. Mm-hmm. Oh jeez. Oh okay. So rough Congrats. life. I've been right on here. my own insurance. Yeah, for you the guys past have been doing good. Point. I had my own insurance in my early 20s. Okay. Through my job, but then I got uh, Yeah, Hunters like, "Oh." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> I got beat. And that was pretty cool. <laughs> But uh, then I got kicked off of that, and then I was able to squeeze back onto my mom and dad's insurance. And then now I got to get my own insurance through the, uh, the Health Care Act, which is really not that bad. It's actually pretty cool. Okay. Pretty convenient. Uh, other than that, man, I mean, dude, it's the wrong side of the 20s. You know, you're out of your early 20s when you're 26, it? I think. You got a negative,
2: um, a little bit of a floner on the second half.
0: Well, it's just like you're heading into adulthood, and what does that mean to you? Because adulthood Freedom. is different for everybody. Um, I would say that now that I'm twenty six, I have like I mean I just I have a lot more of a goal in life than I did in my early twenties, which is I think that makes sense, you know. That's it's a very good. Not general, everyone that's, finds that. Yeah. Well it's just a very like general path, you know, it's usually just like, okay, fart around for a little bit and then just like get it together by now and you're good. So, and I think I've kind of, you know, followed suit in that sense. And, uh, you know, now I'm just a little bit more goal oriented, definitely a little bit more chiller. Um, as you get into your 26 or your 20, like, you know, 25, 26 or so, uh, I mean, shit, I don't really know what else to really say because I think right now I just want to focus on doing a lot more things for myself and not losing what is that? Like, so why,
3: why do you feel like why do you need to do that? And what are those things? Because
0: when I look at my early 20s, I think like a lot of under capital, like under capitalized time, because as you grow older, almost generally, you tend to like lose like the amount of time that you get. Yeah, you like do. I tend to think about like how I spent my days when I was 20 or 21. Mm-hmm. And not that I was like a crazy party boy, mm-hmm. but I definitely didn't do too much like constructive stuff as I wish that I had done. And I think now I'm a little bit more focused on doing more constructive things. I want to make sure that everything that I do from this point forward is uh, more based on myself, uh, whether that be with my career with sign language, whether that be with my interest in fighting games, whether that be with my family or whatever. It's just all stuff that I want to make sure that I'm doing, that I enjoy right now what, because I'm going to of time. what What kind of stuff? Um, I mean, it's like, so I can't do much with school until I'm out of school, right? So while I'm in school, I'm going to be taking classes. I'm going to be focusing mm-hmm. and I'm going to get out and I'm going to get a cool ass job. Right. So until that cool ass job happens, I'm kind of just riding the rails, <laughs> if you will. Um, As far as my interest in the FGC goes, uh, I would like to go to more tournaments, get more money so that I can maybe capitalize on more opportunities to go to more tournaments around texas or around the nation hopefully yeah, at some point not even to just contend but just to you know go out there and be a part of the scene yeah even just
2: col- being part of the culture is always help fun.
0: cultivate uh the scene and you know be a part of it as it gets bigger and then as far as my family goes i mean Support Andra with everything that she does. Uh, everything from her photos, uh, job, being a photographer, with her being a teacher, uh, be there with Wyatt as he's learning all sorts of new stuff. Uh,
2: That's a wrinkle that Chase and I can't speak to.
0: No, but, you know, it's just a little extra thing in there because it's really awesome getting able to hang out with him and seeing him like flourish in different ways that I remember flourishing at his age. And, like he's just now figured out how controllers work Ooh. so he can. Fluidly play video games now, Hmm. which has just opened up a million new doors. (laughs) Uh, So I've been able to really spend more time and like really just like bond with him over video games and just like you know things like that. Um, I mean, dude, I don't really know what else to say, dude. Like, yeah, right. Oh, dude, and you know, like, really, dude, really like focus in on some of my more creative hobbies, like creating an anime. I think you should get back into
2: the shredding too. If you
0: can. that's Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I have, have no interest in being a shredder anymore, but, <laughs> but you were it was saying, fun. at it. That's true. I did like shredding. Uh, but, you know, other than that, I'm not really too terribly sure what my goals and things can, like can that I, are. Can
3: I ask, to finish out your, your answer to my question, mm-hmm. like where, where you
0: think you've changed the most in the last five or six years? Uh, I'm focused a little bit more. I think that I'm better at taking advantage of time than I was before. And I think that just came with like being given less of it. Um, Not that I'm like super busy at this current moment, but when I'm in school and then when I'm like, like when I'm in to when I'm taking classes and then working at night and then like my mornings usually involve like getting Wyatt ready to go to school as well. Mm -hmm. I find it time to like hard to find pockets of time that are just for myself. And when before, like in my early twenties, it's like all I had, was time for myself and I remember thinking man I wish I had like a purpose (laughs) and I wish I had something to do right yeah but now you know a lot of times I find myself like man I wish I had just a little moment to play video games or do something myself so yeah but you know cool yeah that's kind of how I'm I'm feeling about my 20s so far
2: okay Hunter yeah yeah. man I mean I think you know with the early 20s like I think I had a little bit of a um not normal experience in college where like I felt like I had the perfect college experience. Like early 20s for me was fucking awesome. Like I would not take back a day or anything I've done. Like it was.
3: Yeah, I mean, I felt like in in high school you struggled to like you you cared a lot about who you're around and you wanted to hang out with everybody. And in college, like you were finally exposed to like a huge group of people who you could hit up like at any time and, and like hang out with and stuff. And I remember you being like super excited about that and that really like changing your demeanor, you know?
2: Yeah. 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 And, and also just, you know, like being like, uh, yeah, I guess uh, coming across new friends, exploring yourself with those new friends and new circumstances, um, learning like to say no to stuff that I didn't like when I'm around those friends. Like, you know, even starting up Woody Banner You know, that was the thing that was spur of the moment, but it was, a lot of it was rooted in me being really uncomfortable with, like, my friends wanted to go out to Sixth Street, like, and get wasted every Thursday, and I was like, I don't want to fucking do that. I don't want to waste the money. I don't have a good time at the end of the night. Every time I come back at the end of the night, I fucking don't like it. It, I don't feel good, Um, and it gave me a lot of anxiety, and so it learned... I learned that instead of just like bitching about it and being a fucking stick in the mud, like I can do something cool, I can be creative with it and, and my, my, my friends will be generally supportive of it, which was also a nice twist too um, but but yeah, early twenties were great. Um, I had a fucking blast in college, and um, I grew a lot, both from um a, a couple of like a relationship that I had. I I grew a lot from the the friends that I made. Um, Just my experiences with like, even in the fraternity where I was like taking on leadership positions and recruiting and stuff. And so that was cool. It was the first time that like, you know, I, I did a couple, I did an internship with BWC where I like made 10 grand and I was like, well, fuck, like I actually have money to my name now and I can go do shit. And then I went and studied abroad, studied abroad was fucking awesome. So everything I think leading up to now has been awesome. Like I've been r- enjoying it a lot and I think it's been really helpful and having me grow and gain perspective. I think going forward in my 20s, um, you know, it, it does sound kind of weird, but like, I've been having an itch to have a house for oh, yeah. like a year or two now. Like I'm just I'm really like my main goal financially is just saving up to buy my first house. That's like yeah. what I'm working towards right now. And I'm Dan-
3: Darren and I are kinda at the point where it's like I don't want to rent anything anymore. You know, like yeah. it's a way it's a waste of money to rent, you know? Yeah, it just and goes out the door. Exactly. We're we're kinda in the same position as well.
2: And 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 yeah, I mean be even beyond the financial I mean that's my my dad is a pretty firm believer that that like that's when you start actually like accruing and building a financial wealth for yourself and so like he's really encouraged me to get into it and he's into real estate himself and so like yeah that's definitely like something I'm plan plan on accomplishing in my next few years um, uh, yeah I mean I'm with Mandy as well and that's been the first relationship that I've had that's been. Semi successful and it hasn't just been semi S- successful. No, semi successful. it's there the first semi successful relationship, but it's also been w- way beyond semi successful. It's been like hundred and ten percent what I would have expected, and so I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep uh, you know uh, pruning and, and trimming that that flower or whatever and keeping it upheld, and <laughs> that'll that'll p- keep going well. Um,
3: what do you What do you think has been the biggest difference? Uh, since leaving college both in lifestyle and in you personally
2: um i think it's actually been um my interest in causes and um like like i know with the last like i mean it's kind of hard to escape it but i've actually taken i've i've been very like anti politics anti um you know, I, I just don't want to – I never wanted to be a part of any of that kind of stuff. But, like, you know, with, like, global I think you've warming always secreted, on – Yeah,
3: I feel like you've always secretively wanted to, though. Because, like, any time we got into those conversations, like, you were always very passionate about them. And yeah. I feel like it was a perceived lack of knowledge in yourself that always stopped you from going deeper, you know? And it almost seems to me like you're you're just – you're just not correcting, but you're fleshing that part out now.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I I actually care about stuff now, like in that, in that regard, like when you're in your twenties and you're in fucking college, like you don't really have to worry about anything but yourself and like how you're going to get by day to day. At least that's how I went about it. Um, and, and now, um, I think it's just a widening of responsibility that I take upon myself. Um, I'm, I learn, certain things about myself every day. Like I remember a specific moment, um, where I was talking to, uh, this guy at like a bar with just like one of the, one of the friends that was in my apartment building. We went out and like got some tacos and beers and stuff. And I met this new guy and we started getting into kind of like an interesting conversation. And he kind of pointed out that like, I'm a devil's advocate and I like to kind of like fucking stir the pot. And like, he's like, I bet people think you're a dick, huh? And I was like, Maybe and it wasn't. It wasn't so much that I like got my feelings hurt, but it it made me realize like, wow, I can probably come off the wrong way if I don't like really consider if I'm not considerate of others. If I'm not like actually considering other people's feelings and stuff. So I think there's just been a general growth about my concern for others. Um, and I, I I think I've I've always acknowledged that I'm fairly selfish, but I think now I can actually. I have the capacity to um, to actually be able to diminish that and, and improve what I'm, I'm considering. Um, so those things, I obviously want to keep up with my hobbies as well. Um, I think I want to be able to put out at least an album before uh, the 20s are up. Um, I think putting out a full-length, um, high-quality album that I'm proud of is something that both Blake and I are very... Um, that's like a fucking, you know, a a flag in the sand kind of thing that we really want to have out. And, um, so that's definitely high priority and I've recently got kind of reinvigorated with that. So that's cool. Um, I want to keep doing Woody Banner. I mean, the, the podcast I identify myself with and I'm going to keep chugging them out as long as I can. Yeah. Um, and I want to make the anime dude. Like I, I want, I want to make the show. Me and Max are were talking about it a little bit beforehand and like I don't know if it's gonna be in our twenties. I hope it is. But yeah, that'd be sick. Uh, <laughs> but it's it's definitely a, a it's a project that's like it's like this this soft simmer that it's not it's not a boiling heat yet, but it's like it's it's fun to deliberate and, and collaborate on and come up with cool ideas, rehash the old cool ideas and, and think about how we can creatively move forward in something that we've literally never done before, but we know that we're passionate about. So, um, so yeah, all of those things. I don't really know. I don't think I want to, I don't think I want to try and birth a child. I think that's kind <laughs> of, uh, going to be more of a thirties decade, uh, thing for me. But, but yeah, I think the house is, is definitely one big thing as far as just like adulting. That that I want to do, and I did just mark off the the CPA thing, which is a which was a big kind of flag in the same moment for me as well. So those congrats. are congrats.
0: Those are my yeah. Things. That's awesome. Take All it. right, Chase. What about you? Me? Yeah. Who, me? <laughs> Gentle be. Chase. Gentle Booty. <laughs>
3: yeah, man. My early twenties like were kind of characterized by a pretty big shift in like lifestyle for me, right? Like, I think running my first. Marathon was a pretty big turning point mm-hmm. in just accomplishing something and seeing seeing hard work pay off, but not not just like a burst of hard work but a long sustained period of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of the biggest one of the biggest joys that brought me was watching people say, "I see what you're doing, and it's inspired me to do the same and I remember how how much, how good, like how powerful words of encouragement were in those days. And when someone would, would say something like, wh- like, it's like, congrats on, you know, whatever, little whatever small goal you just accomplished, or I can tell that you've been working this, that or the other. And it, it, it would always propel me forward for like weeks. And so after running those marathons and stuff, and when people would say like, I want to do the same, I always took it upon myself to make sure I would give those same words of encouragement, you know, mm-hmm. because I wanted to, cause I knew how powerful they could be. Right. Like I knew that if you would, if like, if you just take a step outside, if you just, if you just make a little bit of effort to notice something that someone else has done, like it might push them to go so much further, And that's been something that I've really carried forward for, I think, just up until now, like for several years now. And and it always makes me feel really good to give people those words of encouragement. Um, And I've I just feel like I've become like it's not it's not really like goal oriented as much as like I feel like if I'm not if I can't point to something that I've done in some sort of prolific fashion of recent memory, then I'm getting complacent and I need to like kick that up again. Uh, And that's just been sort of something that's, I guess driving me in some capacity. I, I, I truly feel like year over year, I'm a different person. And that's been something I've been very proud of. Like every year in college, I would feel like I learned so much this year that if I were to argue with myself a year ago, or if I were to hear myself talk about the things that I like (laughs) a year ago, I would be like, that kid's a fucking idiot. (laughs) And, I feel that way now still, like every time I put something out either in writing or even talk on this podcast about like, I try to get serious or something about video games the next week. I'm like, I fucking sound like a doofus, you know, (laughs) and that like just continues. And there's just been this, and because of that, I feel proud, like maybe not proud, but I feel like there has just been a constant line that's been going upwards of, what I've like learned and just like how my how my thought processes have gone and stuff like that. And it's been great. I mean, and moving out here into San Diego has obviously been like a huge life change uh, for me. and yeah, I've just been happier in the last like two months. I've pretty much have felt like maybe ever, you know. <laughs> and it's been really cool to like sit in that and feel that and try to figure out ways to like keep the momentum going. And I've been, I've just gotten very good at managing my time. Like I bet if you were to ask some people to look at the audit of how I spend my time per day, they'd probably think I'm wasting a lot of it. But I actually think I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm keeping up with all of my hobbies. I'm pushing myself intellectually. I'm producing things, which is really fun. Um, So all that has been going. And just recently especially after creating that article series that I did, I got to a point where I, I kind of said to myself, like, I think the next step is a book, you know, like I think it's time to sit down and actually try to write a book one, because I think it'll more forcefully put to be able to like point to something tangible, like a book and have the people around, give it to some the people around me and be like, I I fucking made this, you know, like check this, <laughs> shit, out, like, check this shit out. Right. Yeah. And I, and I recently spoke with Ahmed uh, just last night, He's writing like a 250 page, you know, um, thesis for his PhD. And I said, let's talk about the process of writing a book, you know? And he said, and I I basically said, this is what I'm expecting. And he was like, I think you've kind of, you've laid out what exactly you need to be thinking about. And then he also told me like how to go about it. Um, and I think that's sort of becoming my next big thing. Like, I think it's something I can do. It's something I can, it's like a challenge I want to rise to. Yeah. And, much like pointing at a medal of a marathon or whatever, like you be got to point at like a tangible book written words that you've said and knowing that you can't publish this, like you, you shouldn't be writing a book unless you think you're adding something new that's never been said before. Yeah. And I've, I've just, I've been reading so much lately about video games in like scholarly, like scholarly journals and things like that, that there's so much out there. And I think they're, they're usually pretty independent of each other and there's a lot of things I want to tie together in ways that I don't think I've been like tied together before and I want to move conversation forward, you know, and I, I think, I think I might have an enemy to do it and I don't know if it's something that I never end up finishing or if it takes multiple years or maybe I even do it quicker than I thought. But just right now, recently, that's been sort of like in my head. I've said to myself, I think I can do this. I think I should do this. You know what I mean?
0: I can totally see you doing that. Yeah, I support that completely. What, like is there an a topic or idea that you just wanted to explore really hard? Is that what was your main drive, or was it just the drive to write a book?
3: I mean it I, I enjoy writing. like i I think when you at if you were to ask me just outright like, what's your greatest talent? I think I would say writing at this point. like I'm very confident in my writing ability, and I, I'm very like proud of it. And I want to continue to flex and I want it to get better because I think it makes just me better as a person, you know? Yeah. But what I want to say specifically, like it's going to be about video games in a general sense, but sort of how I've been approaching it is like, I want to talk probably first start out by introducing like just art theory and diving into some foundational texts from philosophers from hundreds of years ago about the different ways to view art and categorize art. I want to talk about aesthetic theory which is also a a a uh, specific form a, a specific art theory. I really want to lay out like the formal qualities of games and I want to say these are all of the different ways that people s- like th- conceptualize art. Most of them conflict with each other. If you're going to say that video games art, which they very well might, might not be, then I think given the formal qualities of games which are these you must say it fits into this theory or that theory, right? Mm-hmm. And I also want to like really talk about even the subjectiveness of defining something. And I want to bring in, um, I always forget, I think it's epistemology, which is the theory of knowledge. It's like how you know something. It's an entire philosophical field about mm-hmm. literally debating whether or not anything can actually even be known. <laughs> and I want to bring that up and, ta- and, and I want to frame it in such a way that says like, People who love video games are very passionate and they talk in very absolute terms. And because of their passion, they're very, they're so confident. And I just want to like bring up how hard it is to actually know something. And I want to, I want to bring in a wrinkle of teaching the broader video game audience how to debate, how to think in these ways that philosophers much smarter than all of us have already laid out, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then beyond that, I want to talk about how. Um, meaning is or maybe cannot be created in play and in the playing of a game. Um, I want to talk about how the formal qualities I think erode a game's ability of, to, to tell stories, but how I think it still is possible and how I think it should, it could be done if you were to do it. And then I also want to touch on like sociology and anthropology in regards to storytelling and talk about like, why storytelling is such a fixture of human experience and say, because it is such a fixture of human experience, this is why we see it so vehemently thrust into video games. It's only natural that a human artifact would eventually be used to tell a story. You know, these are some of the broader, like, concepts and doing the research and figuring out how the how all those piece together is going to be like the real joy of writing it all you know
0: yeah the journey of actually figuring all the statements out for yourself yeah you'll probably still learn a lot yeah Yeah. just by giving what you just told me it sounds like it's going to be a very long and rich book probably (laughs) yeah a tome of sorts. yeah but you have our support as far as writing a book goes Woo Woo yes I expect some yeah. pretty, some pretty uh, cool things to happen from all of us in the next five years or so. I'm excited to see... I'm excited to talk about this when we're like, all right, what's going to go on now that we're all 30? So, you know, I'm, I'm cool excited, though. dude. Like, I feel
3: like we've all been very lucky in our lives, you know? Oh, yeah. And yeah. The Hashtag fact that I've last. even... The fact that I've even been able to travel as much as, as I have, and I'm making travel a priority in the future as well, yep. like, yep, I just couldn't feel more lucky to be in the situation than I am, you know? And I, I think my 20s have been awesome, and I, I think year, day after day, it's all just getting better, you know? And I'm excited for 26 through 29. I'm excited for 30. I'm excited for 35. I'm excited for 60, you mm-hmm. know? So...
2: From when I was, like, 16 until I was, like, 20, what I thought was the ideal age was, like, 25. Now, I think that the ideal age is, like, 27, 28.
0: I would say that. I would say, like, you could even probably get into, like, being 30. Yeah, being 30 is, 30 probably, is, a is fucking, probably a pretty tight you're a baller age baller at to that me. point, yeah. Yeah, yeah so, I, no, I
2: agree. You're still young. You got your grease joints. But you, you got some whiskers on your chin at that point. Yeah, you
0: You have some experience as well. Yeah. Oh man. So yeah, thank you for bringing up that get to know your banters I feel like I got to know both of you a little better myself, even as well as the people listening to the show. So with no further ado, let's go ahead and move on to uh, some emails.
3: All right, Stunters Mail Corner. (laughs) we have two emails i'm gonna read one of them the second one i'm gonna save because it's deep it's thick and i feel like it could be used in a much better quantity if we use it later okay and uh if you if you're listening now and your email doesn't get read you know who you are and i'm telling you right now I'm going to work it into the show a little bit better than just throwing it in at the end, right? <laughs> okay. Yeah. But this question comes from, of course, none other than Dunter Horset, who asks, what flavor would you submit for the Lay's crowdsourcing Do Us a Flavor Contest? Dunter Borborygmus Horset.
0: Mm. I'm not Borborygmus. Well, no, Dunter is, and so am I. Okay. All right. Let's think about this. Let's kind of break ourselves down for like, what flavors I, uh, we represent.
2: Oh, so we have to self (laughs) assault.
0: I want
3: to know what the best flavor is.
0: What flavors do we, do we, yeah? Well, what do you support the most? Like, what what do you want? Dude,
3: I think a blue cheese flavor could do it.
0: How is that not already a thing? Is there not a blue cheese? I've never seen a blue cheese chip. I have. That's pretty fucking clutch. I have not. That's a dope. You should actually send that into the flavor Uh, of the week. What up, dude? Because I think that could get picked because it's just recognizable enough. Yeah, and it's also a little edgy. But it's edgy enough, too, as well. And it's
3: controversial.
0: Not <laughs> yeah. everyone's going to think it's, it's good. It's all three things, man. <laughs> uh, it might be a way to ease yourself into blue cheese, too. Yeah? Yeah, that's a good one.
2: Yeah, they've got Shit. a lot, you know? Like, they're not lacking uh, flavors. I'm yeah. almost like, I don't know why, but the first thing, I mean, I've recently had it. Um, I Manny brought some over, but I wonder if, uh, like, a brisket flavored
3: That's shit. the same as barbecue, though.
0: No, it is not. No, no, no. no. Barbecue no, doesn't need no, taste like no, barbecue. No. Yeah, brisket is not barbecue flavor. He's looking for a smokiness. Yeah, I am. But how do you capitalize on those other flavors without having like the, ten, the meat? Like the, yeah, the actual Like a tender... Meat. Like, a lot of it is like know, texture man, profile. It, brisket is mostly texture profile. You can make Pringles taste like
2: literal chili and cheese, so... I don't know. know. They made
3: a beer taste like Salsa Verde, so.
2: (laughs) Or what if they had, like, a beer-flavored one, like an IPA? I was going to say
3: that,
0: actually. Really? No, Like, something more, well, like, look, like, yeah, dude, no, you're right. Like, something that's more, like, an eccentric beer, like an IPA, or Mm -hmm. even something like, um, I don't know, fucking.
2: Does it have to be kind of out there?
0: it's gotta be but there's there's gotta be like a flavor that it's gotta be identifiable like you gotta be you know like there's so many that are already done I could could go for a coffee porter chip there's almost like nothing but eccentric flavors left you know I guess it's true yeah that's Um, a tough question man
3: yeah I don't think you guys have answered I mean I gave
2: brisket as one um I I'm sure they have a pickle flavor I fucking love pickles Pickles are good. <laughs> um, Who doesn't do love have, popcorn? Do
3: they have a cucumber flavor? <laughs> Dude, no one wants to eat a cucumber. A chip. cucumber chip? Why?
2: Dude, I love cucumbers.
0: Do you? really? They're
3: okay. Man, what
2: y'all about are just lame. like a?
0: Uh, or what about like a, like a roasted shit? red pepper, sort of flavor? That's a very yeah. distinct flavor, and it's approachable, <laughs> and it sounds healthy. It's very like. hummus-sounding. It doesn't sounding. have blue cheese. Beat. I don't know, man. A roasted I, I bell pepper, a roasted blue red is be pepper, very polarizing. A roasted exactly. red pepper and fucking those blue
2: make the chip. best flavors. Could you make like a California roll, <laughs> chip? Sushi, sushi chip? <laughs> yeah,
0: you might be onto something. <laughs> oh man, no, I, I think that's yeah. I think those are good flavors. I think a blue cheese chip is very like that. Dude, you should submit that. Okay. I think a brisket yeah. chip makes sense too as well. Put that shit with an American flag on it. Sell it on fucking July Fourth. Boom! You got it. Boom! I think a roasted red pepper chip is is okay. I think that's cool. I think it's a very identifiable flavor that people tend to not realize is so identifiable. Yeah. Roasted
3: red pepper. Are we talking about like the ones that come in a a little sealed can? I'm not talking about. They're not.
0: Oh yes. They're not like spicy, right? They're like. No, they aren't spicy. They're just. They're just good. What about a wasabi chip? That's gotta already be made. That's There's already. No,
2: way. no, there is a, there is a wasabi. It's a legit
0: lei. wasabi landscape.
2: I think they might have a ginger, too. I'm not sure.
0: Ginger is a fucking weird flavor, too.
2: I actually like. I don't like wasabi. I like ginger.
3: Fuck that. You are the worst kind of person. Dude. And
2: wasabi people are the worst kind of people. And they fucking dip it in their soy sauce. It's bullshit, man.
3: No, well, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's unacceptable. Fucked, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's disgraceful to wasabi. I don't all like right. wasabi, but yeah. Thank you, Dunter. Yeah, Dunter. Yes. it's a solid, solid question. That's all we got, man. Yeah, you know that's it. That's yeah, that's all we got. You know, this week, just
3: shut the show three down. Three
0: solid segments. A fairly chewy but delightful question. Um, got a fun weekend coming up though. Yeah, we do. Yeah, this weekend should be pretty fucking tight. We can't wait to uh Yeah, talk about that after, most likely. But I guess with nothing else, is there any final words you guys wanted to say about your beers? Do you guys all all cool with your beers? I'll give it a fat two fucking HD thumbs up. That's sick. That's awesome. This yeah. is if anything, this is definitely a nine on the Nug-O-Meter. So that's that's pretty cool. Mine's probably a nine on the Chug-O-Meter. That's cool. Double nines. What else can you fucking ask for? Really? And I know Chase likes his.
3: Mine's a nine on the Juic-O-Meter, dude.
0: <laughs> yeah. A new meter he just created out in California. <laughs> Alright, so without further ado, if anybody was looking to find any more riveting episodes from us, you can always go to wittybantershow.com, list of every single episode that we've ever done. we got Uh, some good ones. Including the ones I wasn't even on. So if you want to go listen to The Dark Ages, uh, feel free. (laughs) You can even go to uh, Twitter. You can follow us at Witty Banter Show. You can follow me at Probably Max. You can follow Chase at Bodacious Chase. Um, if there's any other words before we head on out of here, gang. Beep.